Hello, welcome to the French Creek Lutheran Church podcast. I'm Pastor Anna Sorensen. This podcast is the place where I post sermons and sometimes announcements for the congregation. Today's podcast is the sermon recorded at Drive-In Worship for the second Sunday of Advent, December the 6th, 2020. So you will hear some outdoor noises as you listen. I hope they're not too distracting. Thanks for joining us here. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. We began our service with confessing our sins. It's a call to repentance. The word repent means to turn around, to go a new direction. Repent. Do something different than you have before. To confess is to speak words that are true. We confess. We are captive to sin. I want to make a confession, speak words that are true about what happens in a preacher's mind preparing for a worship service. In this time in which everything is unfamiliar, perhaps, perhaps we ought to use the old familiar words of the confession. We are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. People need things that are familiar and comforting. 
But wait, confession isn't supposed to be comfortable. Repentance is not supposed to be comfortable. Maybe. Maybe we should use new words that make us pay attention in a new and different way. But what? What if using the new words makes people focus on the sentence structure or the oddity of that word or wondering how to pronounce it? Or why did pastor choose these? Or as one person told me, I really hate confessing things that I did not do, to which I just raised my eyebrows. So maybe we should use the familiar words. But maybe using the familiar words allows people to confess without actually focusing on the meaning. Because when things are memorized, sometimes we can just roll through them. Either way, old familiar words or new words, we begin our worship service with a call to turn around. Repent. Turn away from sin. John the Baptizer's words in Luke are even more pointed than they are in Mark when he invites the crowds to repent. The crowds asked John, what should we do? And John's reply to them said, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. Whoever has food must do likewise. I'm going to read for you an excerpt from a sermon written in 1938. The author is Pastor Helmut Golitzer, and he preached the sermon the Sunday after the Kristallnacht in Nazi Germany. Pastor Golitzer takes John the Baptist's call for repentance quite seriously and answers the crowd's questions, what should we do? Pastor Goblitzer preached. In answer, John the Baptist places your neighbor right before your eyes, just at the moment of forgiveness. The unwillingness to repent destroys the bridge to neighbor. Repentance rebuilds the bridge. The neighbor does not excel in any way that would cause the world to find him worth help. Nowhere is it said that he deserves our help. Nowhere are we told that between him and you there is a common bond of race or people or special interests or class or sympathy. He can only point to one thing and the thing that makes a person your neighbor, he lacks what you have. If you have two cloaks, he has none. You have something to eat, he is hungry. You have protection, he has lost protection. You have honor, his honor has been taken away from him. You have family and friends, he is all alone. You still have some money, his is gone. You have a roof over your heads, he is homeless. And in addition to all this, he has been left to your mercy or to your greed. End of the quote. Repentance is to stop the ways that prevent us from acting as neighbor. 
We think of the example of the Good Samaritan whose actions biblically defined neighborliness. We act as neighbor. And doing so turns us from selfishness and from sin toward caring for others and providing for their needs. Breaks our bondage of sin. And yet, when we confess, when we speak these words that are true, we say we are in bondage to sin. We are captive to sin. We cannot free ourselves. As St. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 7, I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin that dwells within me. Try as we might, repent with all our heart and effort, turn away from selfish actions that hurt others, and yet sin remains. My professor of Lutheran theology, Dr. Timothy Wengert, said that in baptism the devil is washed from our backs and drowned. But, he said, the devil is a good swimmer. We are captive to sin. We cannot repent without the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. This is why repentance becomes for us a daily endeavor. And why if you use the catechism for your evening prayer every day before you go to bed, you will ask for forgiveness for the sins of the day. Repentance is a mysterious cooperative effort of the Holy Spirit and our own weak wills. For how shall we change our sinful ways without the Spirit's work in us? But how shall the Spirit be able to change us without us turning away from those things which hurt our neighbors? On this day when John the Baptist calls to us to prepare the way of the Lord, to repent. My invitation to you is to pick one small, concrete action of repentance. What is something you can do that repairs the bonds of neighborliness? Pick one action and then pray. Pray for the Spirit to work in you and break the bonds of captivity to sin. And amen. Rise, forgiven, turn from sin, enact repentance, live in love for God and neighbor. For our God is good, his mercy endures forever, and you are marked with the cross of Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit to repent and to serve. Thanks be to God. Amen.